Well, welcome to the Bathroom Break Podcast. I'm your host, Rab himself, and I'm sitting here with the legendary skateboarder, Kerry Getz. And uh, we're back in his backyard on the mini ramp, dude. (laughs) Stoked that you made it here, man. Trying to get to Westchester was a little difficult. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I know, for real. Yeah, it's funny. You got got a busy life these days. Yeah, most of us do. You know what I mean? It's different times, man. Sure. uh, But it's cool that we can still link up and, and communicate through social media and shit. It's cool. Yeah great no it's rad it, it is funny I, I i was telling you i got a kid on the way and you got a, a whole bunch of kids and, mm-hmm. and and playhouses over there and all this and oh uh, yeah yep all yeah. I, I work i work to buy this stuff now you know like yeah. just toys and um, my kids actually use my ramp more than i do they use it like a slide and shit yeah they, they wet it up and and slide <laughs> down in. and and it's cool you know and i almost didn't build another ramp because i don't skate much anymore but i was like my kids love it and i still want to skate once in a while yeah so i was like i gotta build a ramp and this is like my childhood ramp yeah if i could have built this at like 15 years old like this is it but i had to go through alleyways and find scrap wood and build like (laughs) shitty ramps that were like four feet wide yeah exactly so i had to make it work but dude it's rad this is like my favorite kind of mini ramp as well too it's nothing crazy but it's just fun to kind of get on and and cruise around yeah and you can fall from the top and hit your head and you'd still be fine you know what i mean it's like (laughs) not anything that's gonna really really put you in the hospital exactly so we were talking about that a little bit of just being at this place now where you don't want to fall as hard oh yeah (laughs) you know yeah i i I have a skateboard and i'll I'll cruise around from time to time and just ollie over some things but that's it i know and (laughs) dude it's crazy as i always Pro and that's really all I do to this day. Like probably yeah. two years ago, yeah. I two years ago I think I was skating okay. I filmed with G one day, and I pretty much stoked myself out. I was like, wow, I still can land some of these tricks. Yeah. But in the next two years, I only skated maybe five times. Yeah. So now going to even to that level is beyond <laughs> to me right now, yeah. which is crazy. You know what I mean? But life just takes a hold of you, and, and things you just go different routes, and you don't have the time. Yeah. To, to do it or like the, the drive to do it you know yeah and well so. I, I feel like that's like a crazy part of it is dude when when you're young like that i mean you guys like like i always say because i i kind of just was around watching but mm-hmm. you and mike maldonado and and bam just were on a mission yeah. on a level that like nobody really could i mean especially in in the area that we were nobody mm-hmm. was really that driven yeah. and that motivated to do it and, it and it was really cool to watch it though you know yeah. like as oh, a yeah, spectator dude. sort of for sure thing, i yeah. mean it was just we were all at the right time you know we cl- we clicked at the, we clicked on so many levels and we were close enough to each other and you know bam and mike were just so cool to let me like take me in yeah. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah, come stay with me, dude. Like, so it kind of gave me an outlet to get away from my small town because there wasn't anything going on. There wasn't really anybody actually trying to push it as far as I really wanted to push it. Yeah. You know, I, like, I'd go to skate parks and there was kids there that were great, you know what I mean? But there's, you either have that drive to take you all the way or you kind of only make it so far, you know? And skating's yeah. hard, you know? Like, you got to do it every <laughs> yeah. single day. You got to have the time, Yeah. you know, so... Once you can get paid to do it, then it's a whole different world. Because then all you have to do is do it. Yeah. You know, so, you know, like... Right, but to get to that place... Get to that place, yeah. It's like it takes so much dedication and <sighs> and and drive to make that happen because, you know, like, I, I know that BAM basically you know when we were super young was sponsored by Fairman so then he would get a board or two and then maybe mm-hmm. sell it to a kid 
so his extra board or something so he had 50 bucks in his pocket yeah. so then he didn't have to go get this job but exactly but like you i think you had a regular job for a little bit mm-hmm. and, and then like you know you have to try to balance that while you're trying to go hey we're going on a mission you're like well i've got i gotta work five to eight or what you know yeah, like, yeah. you know so it takes the, a toll on you, you yeah you, you can't take five days off and go back it's like you know you can a little bit when you're younger but still if you can do it every day you know like i was driving back and forth i'd stay you know in lancaster with chad kramer brian siever on the weekends and then then moved on to like falling into the into like the westchester scene and and then like that's what i did then and then once like we got our wheel sponsors and bam was just like dude you need to quit your job like come stay down here more and I kind of just listened to it. It was one of those things. It was like a leap of faith that I had to take. Yeah. You know what I mean? And the good thing was, was when I quit, I was able to get um, unemployment. So I oh, maybe nice. made yeah. like 300 bucks a week, I think it was. Damn. So <laughs> yeah. I was, you know, I was living at home. Yeah. And I was getting almost $300 a week to just um, travel and, 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 and skate. So those yeah. six months were really critical of me to like work my ass off. Yeah. So going to London, we went, that was our first trip kind of skating radlands and then you know just becoming closer and closer friends and spreading our names around like going spot to spot with this three crew this crew of three of us yeah and just leaving our our marks on each spot you yeah. know and then once we went to cali because mike was getting um sponsored i think mike was riding for toy machine at the time so it was kind of like he already had his foot in the door and he was trying to bring us with them you yeah know? and we were all skating together pushing each other so it was a really really good combo yeah you know so that's rad i mean because i i kind of remember i remember like meeting you through those guys basically i just remember mike and bam talking about dude there's this dude from like allentown area but it was like lee Heighton or whatever but he's they're like there's this guy up there and, and like he's not even sponsored by anybody or whatever i just he just skates because he loves to skate or something like and it was like it was like kind of that mentality like not that that they didn't or anything but it was more like they had this drive of like well you know mike was linked in with ed templeton and Mm -hmm. then and then it was like yeah okay now get to this next level and then then they like kind of had this like business model and this like this this mission of that of how to do it and then here they meet this dude who's just ripping Mm -hmm. and it's like he's just doing it yeah. like he just loves the skateboard yeah and then they were i remember them being blown away by that and being like this is crazy that's so like they, they were so blown away that like <laughs> why is he not sponsored by yeah. somebody and and i i remember that because I, I remember going up to this warehouse and i think it was in philly and and somewhere in philly there was like this warehouse where there was a couple ramps and mm-hmm. and uh and then you came down, and I remember being up there with with Mike and Bam at that point, and then seeing you skate the first time, and and I was blown away, being like, God damn, because you have this awesome smooth style. Thanks, man. Thanks. That 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 I I just love to watch, like especially just the pop and that kick flip that was just so good and catching it, mm-hmm. like. I, I like uh, like I said, I was always a spectator of skateboarding. I love skateboarding. Yeah. I was never good at it, mm-hmm. but I'd like to get on a board and ride a little mini ramp while everyone else is, you know, yeah, crushing it and yeah, all man. that. But, but, uh, but I knew what was going on. I was aware of it. I was a fan of it, and yeah. I was watching and understood the tricks and what was happening and the 
the difficulty of what mm-hmm. you know what it was and, yeah, and that's to, awesome. to watch you doing it was really really cool yeah and, and that's what it was it was like it took mike and bam to kind of get me on that path because i was just skating because i loved it and i watched videos non-stop i filmed I made little videos with my friends. Like I had a VHS camera that my brother let me use. Yeah, dude, one of those big ones. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, and, you know the the tracking's all off. The editing sucks. Yeah, like, the music's like not lined up with the skating. <laughs> yeah. So I did all that stuff on my own, you know. And I actually went to a few demos, handed out my sponsor me tape to like the dudes with real skateboards. Oh, so shit. I kind of tried to get in there. Yeah. But it was like I just didn't have that in. You yeah. Know? So right. with Mike and Bam and skating with them and the drive that they had the, the I, so I just kind of gravitated to them and I loved what they were doing the pushing themselves throwing themselves downstairs and I really didn't do much of that until I met Mike and Bam yeah you know I was more or less just skating skate parks and just dialing in my tricks so I could go back and forth and just be consistent that's what I did that's what I practiced yeah you know, I practiced to be a almost like a contest skater yeah and but it was just me pushing myself to be the best that I could be, and I hated falling. So I was yeah. like, always push myself to fucking land. Land that thing. You land yeah. it. So I was like, I'd work yeah. so hard on tricks, and then, I don't know. It was just my brain of how I handled things. So that's kind of like why I did the whole contest thing because I kind of my whole skateboarding was kind of built around that. Yeah. Through living in the Poconos, not knowing anywhere, not having many spots, but skating indoors all the time. Yeah. So, so I was it was like, like necessity. Yeah. Like, yeah. That was crazy to kind of witness that. But then, but when you mentioned like, okay, you had this VHS and and you made a sponsor me tape. Mm-hmm. The nice thing is like that's where Ryan G comes into the mix. Is yeah. that Bam and and Maldonado had G mm-hmm. and they had the ac- the, the you know the. Um, access to G and Dan Wolf. Damn right. And and so those dudes were filming and you could focus on skateboarding yep. instead of going, shit, I got this camera and I got to set this up and I got to yeah. figure out how to get somebody to do it. It's like taking away from the skateboarding exactly. a little bit. Yeah. And then, you know, because Dan Wolf was, I, I feel like, I mean, for me, I, I knew him before I knew G mm-hmm. and then I got to know G, but wolf was around forever yeah, yeah. And, and, and i always remember because one day he came over and him and his brother couldn't stop singing that song like millions of peaches peaches for me like that stupid american you I do remember whatever that song. Yeah, 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 yeah. american president or whatever the hell yeah, it was like I do remember that. Yeah. <laughs> and he just kept singing it over and over that day and it was so stuck in my head to the point of 25 years later it's still stuck in my head but uh but no damn wolf was was a big force in in capturing all of that and, oh, yeah. and making that happen and then and ryan g especially with still photos but also with video cameras and 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 i think that sort of not not that that was what it was i mean phil had one of those big vhs's yeah. that was the beginnings of filming the stupid skits that uh-huh. turned into the cky videos but also, G being around with the VX 1000, VX 2000, those those mm-hmm. old cameras that yeah, and Joe Hiddleston, that. dude. Like yeah, oh, Joe. and Joe Joe Hiddleston, Joe too. Hiddleston, Fuck, dude. I can't believe I even. He, he was yeah. like, he was kind of the first yeah. person that I filmed with a lot. Was mm-hmm. Joe? You know what I mean? And I Joe, can't believe that slipped my yeah. mind because I remember so many times being down in his basement looking at footage yeah. and and watching all of that and and like I said being the spectator being able to sit and watch yeah. all the footage come together and going watching your part and yeah. watching Bam's part and watching Malnata's parts come together mm-hmm. like that I feel like I had a front row seat it yeah, was dude. really cool to, to watch it was that. such a it was the best time of my life dude because yeah. like it just like it, it was 
it was where I had to be at the right time, and it was I couldn't surround myself with better people. Yeah. Mike Malnado, Joe Hiddleston, Bam, Ryan G. Like those dudes are just. They yeah. were so cool, man. Yeah. Everything that was like that whole collab and every time we were together, it just was like, it was a blast, dude. Best years of my life for sure. Just like yeah. leading up to getting sponsored and kind of going my own separate way and stuff like that. But, you know, you can't, you, 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 that's just the way life goes. Yeah. You, know, you go from here to go from there and it's like, you got to keep it moving. Yeah. So, so you, when you did start to get some sponsor, you went, you were on Toy Machine. For, is that your first board mm-hmm. sponsor? I had like a little, I had a company out of Pittsburgh called Little Skateboards. Yeah. Like, um, a dude uh, from uh, Pittsburgh had a company I wrote with like Kevin, Kevin Taylor. Yeah. So we wrote for that. And then, but then Toy Machine was like my main first sponsor. Yeah. You know, big sponsor. Yeah. So it was like, wow. You know, Ed Templeton was like my hero yeah. when I was a kid. And like to meet him, get off the plane, I'll still remember that. Well, it's embedded in my brain. Getting out of the car and walking up to Ed Templeton, shaking his hand. So yeah. It's like, what the fuck? <laughs> like, like, hell the, yeah. He was the best. Like, I watched all his videos growing up, New Deal video parts. It was just amazing. Yeah. So it was really, really cool to be a part of something that was real. Yeah. Like, not just, like, stuck in a little town doing it because I loved it. Now it's real. Yeah, Now exactly. it's, like, now I'm, like, on the other side. Like, kids are going to be watching me skateboard. Like, what? Yeah. So, Dude, that, that, yeah, that's that's incredible. I, I remember Ed and Deanna mm-hmm. coming to Bam's house when yeah. we were young, you mm-hmm. know? Like, they came and they were, like, staying there. And they might have stayed at a hotel, but they, they were there the whole time. Yeah. And Bam had those ramps in the backyard. They would, you know, depending on the year, it was either mm-hmm. beat up or, or they re-layered it and yeah. then skating again. But I remember we were pretty young when when he, Templeton was coming out yeah. and, and doing that. And, yeah, and well, I still remember the video part where Bam's in the bathtub. <laughs> like, I'm standing in the hallway there while that yeah. was going on. And then he's got the suds and he's coming out. For, I think it was 411 or something. Yeah, that, yeah. yeah. And, oh and uh <laughs> just cool to re- to remember that and mm-hmm. and uh think of those times so then you you were on that and were you in the you were in the were you in the welcome to hell or no. were you were in uh what, what video the first big video i ever was in i only had one trick and it was in eastern exposure okay i had one trick in the in the friend section you don't even it doesn't even say my name but it yeah was like, that was the first time i was ever in a video yeah and so, it was dan wolf that filmed it he's like yo you you think i could film a trick of you and i was like Oh yeah, you know what about a gap over the pyramid, the lip side down? Oh yeah, that's cool, man. Let's do it. Yeah, you know. So it was like that was the first time. Damn. So yeah. So you so, were stoked when that yeah. got in there. I yeah, mean, that dude. had to be. It, it was crazy because yeah. it was like all these, you know, skateboarders that were like Donnie Barley, all these dudes that were just like hitting it hard right at the time, and yeah. like to get a uh, even a trick in that video was was awesome. Yeah. You know? Hell yeah, and. Uh, and then from there you went to Habitat or straight from Toy Machine or did you go to another? No, I went to Habitat maybe like two years later. It wasn't that long, you know. Okay. It was just one of those, another leap of face that like. So that was a new company or something yeah, then, right? brand new, it, yeah. dude. Scared out of my mind to do it, to leave at <laughs> Templeton. It yeah. wasn't something I wanted to do, but it was like. It all came down to, you know, I'm not, I'm not skating for money, but dude, we're, well, you gotta survive. I, I gotta survive. Yeah, I have yeah. to move forward. I'm, I don't, you know, like I had this drive, I had this image in my head of like where I was going to go. And yeah. And I felt like the offer that I was getting and the, 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 
the team that they were building, the graphics that they had across a part of Alien Workshop, I was like, there's just no way this company can fail. Yeah. You know, and I didn't know how long it would take for it to like get big or get to the level of like I would sell a lot of boards. Yeah. But it was it was fucking instantly. Damn. It was like overnight success. Yeah. Dude, it was like the best thing I ever did, you know, for... So I didn't understand that. Is, is Habitat is a part of Alien? It's a sister company of Okay, Alien. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like how Girl and Chocolate is. Yeah, right. So Habitat is chocolate to Girl. You know? Yeah, yeah. So, Damn. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's rad. Yeah, so, so it was... Instantly. So you lucked out. <laughs> You're like, whew. At, at one point, I think Habitat was doing better than Alien Workshop. Damn. Yeah, so it was, like, really cool to be so, part of something new and then make it so, like, hit a home run right out of the gate. Yeah. So it, it, were you the first pro that they signed? Mm-hmm. or Okay. I was I was actually asked to ride for Alien, too, Like, but I didn't want to. Like, Josh asked me, and yeah. it just wasn't the right time. And Kalis or... or yeah, Kalis yeah, did, yeah, 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 yeah. Josh Kalis. And, you know, and then he comes back, and he said... He asked me again. He's like, usually you don't get a second chance. Yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah. I still yeah. remember that because he's like, usually we don't ask somebody twice. Yeah, you, yeah. You yeah. say no to Alien Workshop, you're not getting an opportunity to get back on again. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it was pretty funny because like Josh is the man, you know. Josh. Yeah, is but they, but they, so, but but you sort of already were in talks with Habitat at that point. Yeah. And, and so it's sort of like you're kind of riding for that. Yeah. I mean, or was there a competition between Habitat and Alien? I, I think maybe a little bit. I think maybe a little bit. Like okay. once Habitat got so big, maybe there yeah. might have been some little like, you know, inside joke competition going on. Like I, I don't pay attention to any of that stuff. Pay yeah, attention to right. what I got to do. Yeah, and, exactly. You know what I mean? Like I don't like drama. I don't like getting involved with any of that shit. So. Yeah. <laughs> but I, and I kind of had my own crew that I was going with, like through Philly. So yeah. it wasn't like I was always like hearing what's going on. Yeah. I was already, you know, I was in the cars and my crew and. You know, I had my four or five guys that we skated with. Yeah. So it was like I kind of separated myself, but I always just made sure I had my footage ready for each video. Yeah. You know, so because video parts are the biggest thing that keep you keep you going and keep you Absolutely. relevant in skateboarding. Yeah. Well, so at that time, then, since obviously, like you were saying, your group of guys originally the group was Maldonado and Bam and you, mm-hmm. and then I guess it it shifted a bit, but I think at that point. Is that that's when Bam went to Element and then yeah. and Malnado went to Baker? Or? That was kind of like why everything stirred the pot up with Toy Machine was when Bam left because yeah. then it was different. It didn't feel the same yeah. kind of deal. And then I was getting an offer and I couldn't refuse. And it was like yeah. one of those things like, and then you know Bam, shoo, Element he killed it with Element immediately. You know what I mean? And then things worked out so well with me with Habitat. And then Mike went to Baker, you know, because Mike went out to Cali and things started making more sense. Yeah. For the pass up everybody was going down yeah you know and then i moved to philly so it was like i was no longer in, in westchester and bam was traveling a lot so we were kind of just like all over and separate yeah separate journeys yeah you know so but it sucked because i loved the bam and mike me myself crew you know yeah I, that was one of my favorite you yeah know i mean but it, it was like it, it just, but it's like time moves on and it's crazy because it obviously in the moment it's like this feeling yeah. of like ah yeah you know and, I, and and i've had that too even just with filming with all the guys and then mm-hmm. going my separate way of doing other things everyone's like what's that and you're like yeah it just happens yeah exactly. you know and it, it just sucks happens. and then you just kind of go ah it just there's that moment in time that's incredible mm-hmm. and you cherish that but that can't last forever exactly and then so who became your the guys you were skating with a large part of the uh, time. Pete Eldridge. Okay, I skated yeah. a lot with Pete Eldridge. Skated a lot with Kevin Taylor. Yeah. 
Um, Mike Medides, yeah. he was around a lot. Um, Timmy Quinn was like my partner at Nocturnal. Yeah. So yeah, he yep. was around a lot. Um, trying it, to think of all. The, is that what led like that that relationship there? Is what led to starting Nocturnal, the skate yeah, shop? You know what it was like. Once I moved to Philly, um, I was still riding for a shop out of Lancaster called More Skates. Yeah, yeah, you know? I know. So um, yep. yeah, so I'd travel there and get some boards. But then at one point, I was trying to get boards locally because. I'd get a box and, you know, a box of boards, and I like real flat boards. And maybe yeah. two out of seven of the boards I got were were flat. So five of them I couldn't ride. Yeah, they, so yeah. then I would go to other skate shops, and I, and I would try to go to the local ones in Philly and just try to trade a board for a board, toy machine for a toy machine. You got some wheels, got some stickers. Uh, like, I need to give you extra shit to just trade yeah. for a board for a board. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? I'm not giving you a Veriflex for a toy machine or something. You yeah, know? yeah. Like, I'm giving you <laughs> a Veriflex. You know, I'm giving you, <laughs> I'm giving you yeah. the same product for the same product. So it was like just some of those things. Just because they knew that you had you had success, so then they were wanting. I, I was getting bit. there. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I had. They knew that I was sponsored. I wasn't riding for that shop, but yeah. I would go in there, and it just wasn't. It just didn't feel right, you know. And Sub Zero was no longer there. Right. So I had this idea for a shop, and you know, Nocturnal. I love that name. I thought it was always cool. Yeah. Alien Workshop had a Nocturnal series decks, so I was like, Nocturnal always stuck in my head. I was like, if I ever open a store or do anything with a brand, I want it to be called Nocturnal. Yeah, that's and, a rad uh, name, dude. Yeah, yeah. And, and I always just felt like skateboarders were Nocturnal because we were we're up till three, four in the morning, either hanging out partying or trying to skate. Yeah. You know, trying to skate a spot with a generator with lights. Yeah. So I always just felt like I was nocturnal. Yeah. And, um, you know, Joe Castrucci was actually the dude who does the graphics for Alien and and everything for Habitat. He was staying in my house, and I said, look, like, I'm going to open a store. think he could do a, a, um, a logo for me. And he's like, yeah, I'd love to. An hour later, I go upstairs. He's like, check this out. What do you think? It was the N with the red and the black, <laughs> the moon in the center. It was perfect. It was yeah. like one of those scenarios that just was like everything was working yeah out. you know what i mean yeah. there, nothing was falling out of place and i was right where i had to be yeah so i was like that's great I'm yeah, built, I that. and i my my concept for a, a skate shop was to be parent friendly because i felt like a lot of skate shops were just kind of rugged yeah for sure decks on the ground decks on the floor like not hung up yeah. like not up properly where you could like look at all the graphics yeah you know and um just real tight walking through the clothes and shit like it just was like <laughs> yeah i just wanted to have a shop that was big and and was more boutique kind of style the shelving units were all cool and you know everything just looked almost like that urban outfitter kind of feel to it yeah mixed with a little bit of roughness with the the videos playing and music playing in the shop so that was my concept and that's yeah. what i wanted to do so yeah and it was i was making great money so i was able to do it you know, so and I had a great partner who held it down for seven or eight years. You know, and it was awesome. Nice. You know, so. And is that is, is that a shop still? Yeah, or, yeah. It's okay. still a shop. I don't have too much involved with. It. I tried to, but um, once I got, I had a big family. I went from zero to five kids. Once I got that scenario that came into my life, it was like hard, because it sucked. Because and it didn't suck. We brought the kids, but um, because I just opened a new store. Yeah. I moved on to South Street. What was my dream? Yeah. And because I went through a, cuff, a rough patch for a couple of years with a new partner and all that, so everything had to start over. Right, so I closed right, right. the store, got rid of everything, paid all the debt off, and um, I just went to these dudes who own Kinetic, and I said, look, like, I've 
closing Nocturnal like in a week. I'm selling everything out of it. I'm shutting it down. I'm getting out of the yeah. lease. If you guys want to keep Nocturnal rolling, I would love for you guys to come and get involved. And The um, guys from Delaware? Or? Yeah, yeah, guys yeah. from Delaware. Yeah. And another dude that was um, Jeremy Hurwitz. Yeah. He was working for Etnies. He was like a rep for Etnies. He wanted to be involved as well and kind of like manage and run the store. And So it was like a, another good, great crew that came together to reopen Nocturnal on South Street. Because South Street had fallen off from the recession. So, so many this businesses. This was 2008? 2008, 2008 yeah. 2010. Yeah, yeah, so, 2010's yeah, yeah. when I reopened it. Yeah. So, 2010, all these stores were out of business on South Street. Yeah. So, the rent went <laughs> down, dude. Everything. everything. It was like a ghost <laughs> town. It's crazy. From like yeah. fifth on up, it was yeah. like a ghost town. Yeah. You know, even fifth down, a lot of the great stores were shutting down. So, it's the crazy. rent was in half. So, we went yeah. in and we opened a new store. And then, like, literally two months later, get the phone call and get three kids right out of the gate take in three kids so it was one of those oh, things oh your kid i think i was thinking skaters but oh your, your no, actual kids yeah two month old baby right out of, right out of the hospital and we took him out a three-year-old girl and a seven-year-old boy and my he's my son now but he was seven and he was in and out of seven different homes damn so it was time to, to put an end to it yeah. you know and we Dude, kinda, that's amazing we kind of helped foster him when he was like five yeah my wife's mother like um was fostering him for a year yeah and he'd come and stay with us on the weekends and we'd help out and i fell in love with the little dude he was five and he was doing tail stalls on my ramp and he was just <laughs> yeah. this cool little kid Hell yeah man. and it was like you know and then he gets taken away and then he goes back in back home but then gets taken back out like five six months later so it was just time to like put all of it to end so my wife and i just said look like we'll foster all the kids and we'll take them in and and then it was one of those scenarios where the parents weren't getting better, you know? So yeah, it right. was like, we can't send them back. This well, and that's is, so hard on you, too. Just like yeah. like you said, like get, creating this connection and then being with this kid and then and a couple of them. And then now you got to be torn away and then watch them go through that. That's I mean, yeah. you're, you know, for all intents and purposes, at that point, you were already their parents. Yeah. And, and then, you know, and then you're like sort of they're ripping them away from you yeah and it's like and now you got to watch i mean i don't know that's got to be hard I, well it was and and the hardest thing was the whole time we were fostering was the little guy that i got two months he's my first born to yeah. me now after <laughs> a few weeks i was like there's no way like i could see him go back into this crazy system or even go back to the parents because they're they may not have their shit together yeah so then you know then he could bounce around from home to home and who knows if we'll ever get him back so it was one of those things yeah, where it was hard. like okay we stepped up we did everything what we had to do to keep the kids safe and to make sure that if the parents weren't really really in 100 percent shape to get them back they weren't going back you know yeah, because yeah, they, yeah, you don't yeah. want them to go back into this right system. you yeah. know yeah so anyway like i end up falling in love with all three of them they become my kids and you know what i mean so uh, yeah. it was heartbreaking you know it was real heartbreaking sending them on um you know to go see their parents and some of the conditions they would come back in it just wasn't right yeah you know it was it was a bad scenario but it's all in the past you know it took us yeah. three years to adopt the kids three yeah. years man it was a long long time yeah. until we finally and in the whole time this is going on my wife and i have our first two kids yeah so, <laughs> so you got a five yeah so i'm <laughs> I, i'm 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 have three and then i have my first biological child and then my second one right at, pretty much right after like a year or so after 
So you go so, from zero to five within two they, years. Time. Yeah. Yeah, dude. Yeah. So, and then, you know, put an addition on my house because we're seven people living in a three bedroom rancher. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it was like. Yeah, it's stacked in there. And yeah, yeah, dude. And it wasn't easy, you know, like having two or three cribs in one room. It's like you yeah. need the space. The kids need the space. So you all go na- you all go crazy. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, you know, well, so. I, I was telling you earlier, I, I kind of watched as you were doing the yeah. the uh, addition to the house and skating, you know, and skating it. it was, <laughs> that, was, dude, that was rad. It was so fun, man. Yeah. It was so fun. And, and it was a great experience. So we, we hired the best contractor, man. It was awesome. And, you know, because you just don't know. You don't know yeah. who you're hiring. And yeah, yeah. It's oh, like, dude. It's, so it's like scary going into it. But. <laughs> There's some nightmare stories from that stuff. I have a buddy that is like 200 grand into his his uh, renovations, and yeah. then the guys leave, and then he's out of that money, and then he's just been in court for a year trying to get yeah. And you're like, See, what? that's You could just leave? Yeah. Like, you could just rip the whole house out, take the money, and then take <laughs> That's heartless that's people so, that do yeah. that, dude. Yeah. I don't know how, like, how does that, how could you ever work again? How could you yeah. ever, like, how how does that, how's that all right? Yeah. It's crazy. <laughs> uh, yeah, man. I don't know. So, yeah, you got lucky if you got a good one that's our, doing your thing. Our house was almost done in two months, like, completely Damn. from beginning to end. Yeah. Like, the roof was on in two weeks. Like, Shit. full on. Like, the they took our roof off our house. Yeah. We were on vacation when the roof was coming off and then we were getting photos from my neighbor and stuff sending it and they tarped the roof off so when we got back there was a tarp on it so and then they built a, a, a new level on top of the house and you know structured yeah. it all you know so it could hold another whole floor yeah and so it was cool like seeing that because now i'm skating the roof of my house because it's flat you know? <laughs> yeah, and yeah, they're yeah building walls while i'm doing flips over my stairs yeah a hole in the floor and you know, they're full on like building walls. And dude, the walls went up in like two, three days. And then within a month, I had a whole nother level on my house. Like within Damn, a month. Dude, that's crazy. It was like boom, boom, boom. It's wild because you look at it now, it's like you would never know that it was originally yeah. a one level yeah. house. Yeah. yeah. It's crazy, dude. It, it, <laughs> it was the best scenario. And the whole time it was going on, we were living in the house raising five kids. Yeah. Two little baby, three, pretty much three little ba- three little kids, and then two little, you know, a five-year-old and an eight-year-old, and it was crazy. Two-year-old, one-year-old, it was, it was <laughs> yeah. nuts, dude. I don't know how I did it. I don't yeah. know. How, you know, we'd be watching, we'd be sitting on the table. I got this video on my phone. This dude comes down with stilts on to like drywall my ceiling why i'm like feeding my one baby like there's just random <laughs> yeah, dudes yeah, like hammer yeah, saws like going off yeah. dumpsters pulling up in front of my house dude like drywall being lifted it could be craned up through the st- through the through the windows dude it was it was awesome man yeah it was one dude. of those things that every single thing went smooth that's good like dude. every Hell single yeah. thing so did you did you have two babies at the same time like what? well we had um olivia was my first um and she was, I think, one and a half when we decided to have. Okay, but one. then you're nine months later. You're adopted. Yeah. How much older? So they're about a year apart. Okay. So. So it was just like boom, boom, boom. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah it was one right after another. Just so. the whole time, just bottles and diapers and yeah. bottles and diapers and bottles and diapers. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So six years straight, I went. I've been changing diapers and pull-ups and all this crap, so it's been six years straight. Yeah. So I'm like, I can't wait till I throw that last one in the trash, and it's yeah, done. Yeah. You know what I mean? So yeah, like, all sure. my kids right now are are potty trained, 
and um, so everything's awesome. going really good right now and it's very close to throwing the last pull up in the trash and never seeing it again yeah so well it's quite a jump from uh from the younger days of the cky and oh, all yeah. that stuff to uh yeah. to you know diapers and bottles and diapers and bottles it's uh it's crazy because i was thinking obviously like you know you were in i think all of them if if not all of them a bunch of the cky videos mm -hmm. and and everything and and known as the hockey temper dude <laughs> <laughs> and, and i always love that because you know watching you spaz on the board was like it just showed the commitment of how much like you really were gonna fucking land this trick yeah. and if you didn't you got so pissed and, <laughs> and you know what i it kind of helped me you know it was like yeah and it's i kind of i was stoked when bam came up with that name and he kind of like used it and his videos and all that because habitat kind of steered away from it like yeah, they yeah, didn't yeah. want to have it involved you know DVS put it in the beginning of their video part, and that's like one of my favorite video parts. So it really showed who I was a little bit yeah. more. You know, it showed the character of who I was, and I wasn't a dick. You know, sometimes yeah. I look back at some of the demos that I did, my attitude, my face, or this or that, and getting angry. I should have handled things a little bit differently. But oh, I mean, well, but obviously, yeah. <laughs> like, once I'm off my board and kids ask me to sign my board, sign something, I never gave, I never pushed my no, my you're attitude. Fucking mellow ass yeah. dude. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so you know, I always turned it off real quick. Yeah. Sometimes I just wish I handled it a little different at demos, you know, but it was like skating's hard, man. Right. Skating yeah, hard yeah. and then people are going there to see you skate. To yeah. see you do the fucking best you can do. Right. And I always wanted to do the best I could do. And if some if the park sucked or I couldn't skate something, then I'd get pissed. Yeah, yeah. Because like I couldn't do what I wanted to do. Exactly. You know what I mean? You're so, committed to doing what you're doing and it's like of course there's but there's in any sport, obviously like to me skateboarding and I think to everybody is an art and a sport together yeah where if you're just playing football like there's a lot of aggression going on there there's yeah. a lot of people getting pissed off at themselves for not catching the ball or whatever and it's like you're just seeing it because you don't have a helmet on yeah you know but but yeah there there's the whole range of emotions going on in any any sport or anything that you're pushing yourself to that level yeah and sometimes I think in other spots you get to be behind closed doors. You get to go in the locker room and do that. Yeah. Where you're out in the middle of the skate park doing it, and it makes sense. And mm -hmm. it's like you said, take that out of the equation, and you're one of the most mellow dudes I know. <laughs> you know. So then, then it's like, you know, yeah. To look at it that way, like I, I always found it funny, and I always thought it was when I, because I was young. I, I was, I'm five or six years younger than you, and mm -hmm. and or, or five years younger, and. Uh, Whenever I'd see you like throw a board and then it would break, I'm like, damn, how do you do that? Because I, I didn't have enough like strength to do it. If I ever tried to throw one, it would never break. Yeah. It would just bounce all like, you know, That's, just, that's lame. my adrenaline going. <laughs> yeah. I'm not that strong, but it was my adrenaline yeah. just overcoming it, like yeah. taking it to that next level. So so did that, though, do you really feel that did it actually motivate you to land it? Did it 100%. Did that, then that made, and that yeah. got you to that place of like. Sometimes I would flip out quicker just because you like knew it would, that it would yeah. like i'd punch myself in the head i'd take my shoe <laughs> off i'd take my shoe off that's when i i started doing that because i was so sick of breaking my boards and hooking yeah. i have like this perfect board that i love so much and then i'd slam it down and it would break the tail or mess up the grip tape and that got me fucking mad so i was like <laughs> i need to figure out a new way to like get pissed yeah and, yeah, and take yeah. it out on myself some way so then i started taking my shoe off and hit myself over the head because <laughs> it was a lot softer than punching myself yeah yeah and it was a lot 
because, dude, sometimes I take my board and hit myself and give myself oh, a God big damn. nugget on my head, and that shit hurt. Dude. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, like, <laughs> punching my board, I bruised my knuckles, and it was like I was giving myself more pain, than, and then I was like, oh, now my knuckles are sore. Like, so taking my shoe off, hitting myself over the head, or taking my shoe off and hitting my skateboard became a little bit better way yeah. of doing it. <laughs> <laughs> I love seeing that. That yeah. even proves that, like, you actually were cognizant of what was going about, on. Yeah. yeah. I was thinking about a better way of, like, freaking out yeah but yeah it, it definitely helped me dude it really helped me because a lot of the tricks i was doing was jumping down shit like yeah you gotta I get that adrenaline skate, i couldn't flowing. skate ledges and yeah. i wasn't really good at all that shit so it was like my skating was jumping down stairs or over gaps or setting up trash cans off bumps and you know so i was always flying through the air and then coming down you got to roll out of everything yeah and hopefully not twist your ankle hopefully not bruise your heel so doing that i was like psyching myself up so yeah. there'd be times i would just punch myself and scream and fuck and curse and this and that just to get myself pumped up to to, to push myself <laughs> yeah 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 you know like That's how awesome, people yeah. do like pump themselves up the lift like 300 yeah. pounds yeah, you know yeah, what yeah, I mean? like, yeah exactly yeah so it was like one of those things <laughs> it helped my skating for sure that's awesome yeah um so i wanted to ask a little bit about love park mm -hmm. obviously like um that was a big part of who you are as well because i mean even even though you came from lehigh and you're known as a philly skater and mm -hmm. and love park i mean it was in tony hogg's pro skateboarder yeah, and all that stuff and yeah. and i remember going down there with bam when we were young phil would take us down in that mm -hmm. sticker car you know oh and, yeah and, uh, the oldsmobile right yeah yeah, that's yeah, what it was. yeah yeah the buick yeah, buick, yeah, buick, buick, buick yeah. Yeah. yeah and then uh and, and then you know take us to this place well we were shit at the time we were probably 14 you were like 19 maybe yeah. 20 or whatever and mm -hmm. and uh and that was just a, a scene and i i always remember for myself and not to throw a name but like i was so scared of ricky iola like <laughs> you know like, i remember you get down there and you're like that dude's gonna kick your ass if you say the wrong thing like or you know like it's like don't get in the way like because i suck so then yeah. i would be trying to do like a, a nose slide on something or whatever yeah and, and then i'd be like uh, uh, like looking around like uh hopefully ricky's not trying to go or what you know <laughs> you know, I just remember having that feeling of being yeah. at love and being like, dude, it was intimidating as shit. Obviously, I wasn't good and you were a pro, yeah. but I wonder how you felt like when you got there too, because you're coming from Lehigh in this smaller town, dude. and then all of a sudden you're at love, and yeah. that's like the fucking big leagues. So when we first, when I first went to Love Park, I remember I was with my one of my good friends, Aaron Borger, rest in peace. He just passed a couple oh. months ago from cancer. Oh man. And, um, Sorry I will always that. remember this story cause Aaron was like my right hand man. And, um, he was like, he was an awesome dude. And he filmed a lot of me when we, like before I met all you, all yeah. the dudes in Westchester. Yeah. So we go and we're skating love park and, um, Aaron always had the freshest setups cause like Aaron had a good job. And yeah. He always had brand new boards, brand new trucks, Damn. He would sell shit to me. I'd, I'd always have fresh shit because of him. Yeah, you yeah. You know, like, he'd ride a board for, like, a week, sell it to me, and then get a new one. So I remember he had this sick-ass reel board, and this whole crew of dudes kind of, like, surrounded, like, one at a time, started coming to Aaron, like, hey, dude, let me check that board out. i never seen yeah. that graphic yet. He hands the board to this dude, and then he's like, oh, let me check it out. And then three more guys come, let me check it out. And then the, maybe the fourth guy. <laughs> you already know that shit ain't gone. Good out dude and these dudes are just standing around laughing and then they take off oh, so there my homie has just got his board taken 
You like, know, and I'm, you knew right away, like, oh, oh yeah. That's it. I'm, yeah. You know, I'm nervous as fuck. Like, it's not. This is the first time you went? I, I, I'm, I'm pretty sure or it was whatever, my first one time. Of the first time. I'm pretty yeah. sure it was my first time. Yeah. And because um, I only went to love maybe two or three times, probably two times before even meeting Mike and Bam. Yeah. So it wasn't something that I took journeys to. Yeah, Philly. yeah, yeah. I, I was, I stayed in my hometown, Allentown. I skated Bethlehem and shit. Yeah. So as the hours go on, couple kids see us coming back by love because I think we were parked there and they came over to us and said hey we know the dude who sold the board he's coming back in a little bit we're gonna plan to jump him and get your board back we're gonna hit him over the head with a brick and we're gonna take his board and get it back for you and I was just like dude I want nothing to do with yeah this. you want to be involved yeah. in a homicide yeah. and it was <laughs> no? like it was dark dude and yeah. I was like let's get out of here yeah. let's just get out of here yeah. you know so that was my first kind of big experience that's exactly the scary ass feeling I remember yeah. of love yeah. park it was that it was that vibe man yeah. it was like mm -hmm. it was not to be fucked around with no. and and the thing was we were down there with phil when we were 14 mm -hmm. or whatever but yeah it's still like at that little ass i was i don't even think i had dick hairs yet and i'm just sitting there like hey yeah. guys Your you know like this yeah, yeah. shriveled up yeah, like. scared even yep. it's like oh yeah exactly it's like dude i wanted no parts of that yeah. And, and yeah and then somebody actually comes up to you and steals your shit yeah it was it was it was you're just like huh, have it yeah yeah <laughs> we're out of here mm -hmm. fuck yeah yeah there was there was a vibe there it was like and i mean and that's philly in a nutshell yeah i live in los angeles now and and uh you know and and when i come back it's still that same <laughs> vibe of like who the fuck are you and you're like uh all right <laughs> you know i mean i think love changed a little bit there in the early 2000s yeah it was it was a little bit easier to go to a lot more people were skating there yeah you know it was um it, it, I, this, I, yeah, because in the late 90s was And that, I yeah. felt a little bit more comfortable just because of, like, Mike and Bam going around with those dudes. And then maybe because of, like, I built a name for myself kind of. Yeah, so I was sure. able to kind of go there. But, I mean, I always kind of still had a little, like, like you know, I, I just felt a little a swivel, off. You know, yeah. like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. you know, these dudes are just popping tricks huge on the flat and skating the ledges. And, you know, I'm, I'm a different kind of skater, you know. So yeah. I would always skate the lower levels where it was, like, low. And I would just cruise around down there and always trying to, like, jump off something over a can or something. So Yeah. I, and I then skate. you, you kick-flip that. Yeah. Uh, the love the, gap. The, yeah. The, the love gap. Yeah, yeah, that was one of those things that, like, I didn't even ollie it. I kickflipped it first. <laughs> Damn, I, really? Yeah, yeah, which was crazy because I was like, because the gap was big. And like, I had just started jumping down nine, ten stairs with Bam and all those guys. And I started getting into jumping shit. But that was like the longest gap at the time that I ever skated. Yeah. So I would have rather jumped down something going a little slower. So that was the first gap that I had to fly at, like really yeah. push my ass off. I remember I was pushing from the street. Like I would run, jump on my board and push. You know, some people like Jeremy Ray and Chris Cole, they got powerful legs, and they'd push four times and fly into it. Me, Shit. I had to push like seven or eight yeah, yeah, yeah. and run to get into it. So, yeah. You know, so that was one of those days where, you know, I tried it one time and broke my board. So the oh, next shit. time I, w I went back, um, it was obviously Bam and Mike were there, and there was a little bit of water in it, and I'll remember this because Molinato was like, I said to Mike, I was like, and it's cold, dude. I hate skating in the cold, but I'm younger. And it was, like, it was probably 35, 40 degrees. Fuck, is it winter? Yeah. Or? Oh, oh, yeah. Oh, oh. Straight winter. You know, it was fucking December <laughs> yeah, or January. Yeah, and I, did yeah, I can't believe I even got myself to do it. It must have been a little bit how warmer. How did your feet not dude. like freeze? Like, how the hell? I guess being 20 yeah, at the yeah, time, yeah. 20, 21, I was. So um, I might even been 22. I don't know. 
but it was 97. No, 1996. G always reminds me of this. It's 1996. It was going into 97. So it was okay. December going into January. Yeah. So, um, 96. And um, Mike was there, and I said to Mike, I was like, dude, I really want to kickflip this thing and get it over with, but, like, there's water down there. I got to go down and dry it. And he's like, dude, if you fucking want to do it, man, stop being – I don't think he called me a pussy piece. He's like, stop. <laughs> just fucking go down there, get towels, newspapers, and fucking do it. Yeah. So he kind of <laughs> gave me that push. Yeah, you need that too yeah, at times. Yeah, yeah, and it was good because it made me – and in my mind – that water down there was the excuse to not do it. Right. And I, and I wanted that excuse because yeah, 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 yeah. I was scared. <laughs> I was kind of nervous. Yeah, like, yeah, good all right, thing. there's water. I can't do it today. <laughs> I'm fucking going to be able to walk tomorrow. No bruised heels. <laughs> you know, so it was one of those things, but I was like, he sparked me because it, yeah. it kind of revved up my engine a little bit and yeah. pissed me off in a way of like, yeah, I'm going to fucking yeah. do it. Fuck yeah, this. Yeah. So then I dried it off, got some towels out of Joe's. Uh, no, Joe wasn't there that day. Joe Hiddleston missed it. I felt bad. I was oh, like, yeah, yeah. And G filmed it. Yeah. And G filmed it because he had his camera and he already had the photo from the first couple tries. Yeah. So he had his camera and he filmed it. So, um, yeah, five tries and I was riding away, which Fuck was yeah. nice. Um, what was it? You know how, like, when you try to dry, like, the cement off, though, was mm -hmm. it still a little wet? Well, it's the bottom. The bottom, yeah, it was because it had that blue paint on it. Yeah. The the paint, the, the material in the Love Gap was different than the marble you were landing, you were taking yeah, off from. Yeah, right. So, yeah, we dried it completely. You know okay. what I mean? Had a towel yeah. drying it till it was dried. Like, you can't land a little bit sideways. You'll right. fucking shoo, crack yeah. your head, you know? So you had to land it perfect in order to Yeah, I mean, that was it. like a real slippery ground, you know? Yeah. So I was going straight, so it's not as gnarly as, like, doing, like, a 180 or landing or 360s. Like, Jeremy Ray, if you ever watched yeah. his 360, he always lands, and then he skirts out because the ground was so slippery. Yeah. So if he would have tried that years later when the ground wasn't as, as slippery, he would have probably rolled away. Yeah. Because his wheels would have grabbed yeah you know so but i remember too like pushing to the love gap there was cans in the way of this one side i was trying it on and mike's like why do you keep going around the cans fucking move them and get a straight shot at it yeah so then i did that and then that's when i landed it within like two tries yeah but yeah. it was like five tries that day it was nice i was yeah. like one of those things i just fucking hauled ass did my kickflip that i know how to do and just fucking boom landed yeah. I knew from that moment on, like, things were going to change. Yeah, you know, sure. running up, walking up the stairs and everyone looking at me like, that dude just kick-flipped the fucking fountain. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And it was like, yeah. you know, it was like pretty, That's an incredible It was moment. pretty awesome yeah. to see everybody looking at me like, who the fuck is this dude? Yeah. You know, that's, so I, yeah, I knew I was going to have a different respect then, you know? Yeah, so did you, so was your mindset like, I don't even want to try to ollie it. I just, if, if I'm going to do any of this, I just got to do the kickflip? Yeah. Because of how fast I had to go, I didn't want to have to like take a few tries ollieing it and, and maybe something going bad. Yeah. So I was like, I'm just going to kickflip it. Because at that time, I had kickflips like ollies. Like yeah, literally yeah. could, I could go to a pyramid and I could kickflip it every single try like it was crazy yeah I, like up talking to myself it was just like dude i could just do it yeah like, i had, had it flips, dude like i'd go to skate parks and do it 20 times in a row yeah and, and then stop but that was obvious because that's what i was saying about you when i watched you skate was mm -hmm. like that kickflip was perfect like it just looked so good it just worked yeah i knew how to uh, th that flick that i had and and it would always be an ollie first level it up and then boom boom and my foot would just yeah and i wasn't like doing anything i wasn't partying i wasn't doing anything i was skating yeah i was skating just every day dude yeah. like skating all day every day it was uh, that's all i thought about man yeah the moment i went to sleep the moment i woke up let's eat let's go yeah get out there and film let's get out there and skate 
Hell yeah, dude. You know? <laughs> so thankful. Yeah, that's rad. And then, and then quite a quite a uh, journey after that. I mean, you toured all around the world pretty much, right? And then and you did you did X Games. Yeah, man. X and Games. Uh, it, and you medaled, right? Or yeah. yeah. I won X Games, the first street contest that they ever had, which was nice. It was in Philly, which was yeah. great. And, and they did it at City Hall, which was awesome because they had me, like, help out with the design of, like, laying some, laying some of the ramps. Oh, Because you, know, yeah. you really couldn't do too much there. You yeah. know what I mean? And it wasn't like they were, like, gave us a crazy budget. We were just like, we just need a couple kicker ramps so we can fly over some walls and flow, make a flow yeah. through the place. Yeah, you know, so that was it. It wasn't like it was like this big extreme because we wanted it a street street uh, contest. So we just added some straight ramps, yeah. you know, and moved them around and been able Damn. to go over some walls. So that, that was the knowledge. first street. Mm-hmm. It was the first was... street contest that X yeah. Games ever held, and I I got gold, silver, and bronze. Oh hell yeah! Yeah, that year, which was cool. Yeah. For like, I think I got silver for best trick, or no, silver for park, gold for um, gold for street. And bronze for best trick or something. Yeah. yeah. Damn, that's rad. Dude. Yeah. So it was a real cool year. I knocked out all three medals. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, all right, I don't have to go to anymore. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so yeah, I yeah. love contests, but I hated the nerve nerves. That I hated happened, the nervous yeah. piss, dude. Like, I'd always have to like piss before <laughs> I had to skate. Like, almost yeah. need to like piss on the ground like before I took a run. Yeah, yeah. I just I did it because uh, money was. It was great for the money. Yeah, yeah. It was yeah. great to be able to like go in and win some fucking extra money on top of the money. Plus, it was a lot of extra exposure for my companies. Yeah, for sure. You know, you know, it was more hitting the corporate kind of side to it. And yeah, more absolutely. eyes on it. Yeah. More parents, more younger kids that might be starting and yeah. and wanting to skate, but love. Yeah. But can see it on TV. Yeah. You know, so I, I felt. I mean, I feel like that was what X Games definitely made it mainstream. Like, the, oh yeah, like the whole thing became yeah, for sure. Tony Hawk game, yeah. Um, you know, and X Games, bringing yeah. it to TV, dude, where nobody could. You know, yeah. And Viva the Bam, all those, all those help skating, yeah. Pro skateboarding, you know, yeah. So it was cool. It was actually kind of cool to be involved with the, with it coming up like that. I enjoy. I kind of enjoyed it. You know, yeah. And it's crazy now. It's really a clusterfuck with also social media and i feel bad for a lot of people coming up now because it's hard to get recognized and it's really hard and the bigger brands that used to be huge are now small you know they're small brands when they used to be the big brands yeah and what what is the big brand now adidas nike oh new balance okay yeah 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 (laughs) board brands are small because i remember when nike was trying to break into it they they were trying to get bam to go on it or whatever maybe he was on it for a little bit and he was starting to draw all shoes and trying to design the nike Mm -hmm. skateboarding and it was like oh they don't know what they're doing at all you know and then i guess they've They've they hired away. skateboarders. Yeah. yeah. That's all they had to do. Right. <laughs> that makes sense. That's all they had to do. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that makes total sense. But so how do you, what do you think about like the, the, the Olympics and, and that kind of whole I thing? I think it's cool, man. Yeah. I think it's awesome. I, you know, I think it's such an awesome opportunity for some of these amazing skateboarders to be able to like say they were in the Olympics. It's yeah. just a, it's just a, a, a an achievement. It's a yeah. goal, dude. Like it's just awesome. I think yeah. it's such a cool thing. Like. I don't, I don't doubt, you know, I mean, if you want to keep skateboarding small and cool and a little niche thing, then do it that way. Yeah. You, you, there's so many different ways to keep it. And right, exactly. And there is that part of it. And then there is the bigger, yeah. you know, like you said. Yeah. yeah there's, there's, there's different. It's amazing how far it's come. Cause I, I always kind of bring this story up a little bit, but like in the eighties when we, you know, we grew up in Westchester and mm-hmm. Bones Brigade came to oh, Westchester wow, and awesome. did like a little demo. Yeah. 
and it was Tony Hawk and Cavalero and Lance Mountain and all this. They all came and did that. And I just remember at that time, like we were, Bam and me and our friend Scott were just so blown away. Yeah. We all had their boards and stuff. And mm-hmm. then years later, we got to know them. Yeah, dude. And that that's incredible. But through the 80s, it was like the heyday. Mm-hmm. Then in the 90s, in the early 90s, sort of like, started to die off a bit mm-hmm. and then it was coming back and then the early 2000s with x games and yeah, yeah. and you guys it it took off again but it but it is incredible like kind of all the different yeah you know loops and the humps that goes up and down over yeah you know, and, and now the olympics and it's like yeah. damn mm-hmm. dude and, and um and just seeing some of you know that girl i can't remember what her name is that little brazilian girl oh yeah i don't know how to say her name yeah, but man she's yeah, really good it is like yeah what there's so many girl skateboarders <laughs> these days dude yeah before it was one Alyssa. Yeah, Alyssa. Alyssa Steamer yeah. was like the one <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah, you know, yeah there was a couple girls that pushed around at the skate park yeah but nobody could do tricks yeah. Alyssa was the only one that could it's like so, do it, it yeah was like it was like crazy yeah th- this girl I, I forget what her name is but she uh it's crazy to watch her because you're like it's just she's just ripping on a, yeah. another level and I mean you know and 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 just you know basically all the skateboarders nowadays it looks like Tony Hawk pro skater in real life <laughs> you know it's like it's, it's like automatic and it yeah. just looks like so because you'll show somebody that's not a skateboarder and they're like oh is that hard mm-hmm. <laughs> that is yeah, like, yeah. what they're doing is the most ridiculous oh, like yeah. difficulty ever and you couldn't tell because they no. make it look so easy yeah like kickflip for one trick for instance for this one trick kickflip crooked grind people do that trick in their runs all the time never yeah. fall it's <laughs> mind-blowing that trick was so hard for me to do like yeah. even on a metal box of metal edging i think it probably took me like 30 40 tries probably 30 40 tries to do it once and i was like cool i did it once i'm not doing it again yeah, yeah, and then like yeah. maybe uh, and then there was this legend barcelona that i did it on and that took me probably f- fucking 70 80 tries damn you know what i mean just yeah. like an hour deep like oh come on yeah 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 <laughs> like getting into it and not going anywhere getting into it not going anywhere and he's just like bomb then they just do it down handrails to little round rails <laughs> kick flip their board <laughs> land on that little part of their truck and crooked grind down rails yeah dude skateboarding is unreal yeah these days, dude and, and and like you were saying about social media what's crazy is that now it's there's this immense pressure to get something like that and mm-hmm. then put it out immediately and kind of you know have it just everyone see it immediately where yeah, yeah, back yeah. in the day like you said okay i took 70 80 tries to get this to happen yep but then you have that clip yeah okay and then now you're going to go on and get the next spot and mm-hmm. then you're going to build this yeah this part yeah. For, for a video yeah and you have a little time to do it. it now it's like if you're not knocking out a trick or two or three or four a day yeah. and putting it on the thing like i don't know it just seems crazy the, the pressure to make that happen and the difference is like you've worked you worked a year to build this video part you know and then the video part lasted years like it, yeah you, yeah, you know, yeah you know maybe a year at the least yeah like kids watch that video over and over and over yeah for a good year yeah getting psyched to go out and skate you know and um now you film a trick you put it out and it's already forgotten about in 10 minutes immediately because you're like rolling on to the next one <laughs> yeah, and you're yeah. like wow that was so sick and you, it might <laughs> it might stick with you for like a day or two yeah and it, you'll be i like, know it's wow. kind of crazy that when you when you like i was just thinking about it's like you know if you, if you think about like 
you in in mosaic or in, mm. in photosynthesis and this being this legendary parts and you go oh man i remember that yeah. forever yeah. Yeah. It's almost impossible to create that yeah. a lasting impression because of how quickly we're on to the next thing. Yeah, and it is—it's the same thing in every aspect of life. If you're going, oh, like, I, like you get, like, I went on a trip to India for for a month, mm -hmm. and my wife is Indian, so then we, like, her family's there, and we went around, and we went to the Taj Mahal, we went to Goa, to these waterfalls, we went into uh, Mumbai, and then we went to Delhi, and we <laughs> went to all this, do all that, and then you come back, and you're like, this and this. And like oh cool like what's next you're like that was like an amazing trip exactly. and, then, and then it's already gone and mm -hmm. the, no one gives a shit yeah i know six, dude and like that could be the trip of your life the like trip they, of your they, life. you know and and then you and then that's it like it's forgotten and it's about over. in seconds yeah. <laughs> nothing's beautiful anymore <laughs> yeah, yeah. i know it's crazy man you it's crazy how on your phone yeah and almost live in the moment because somebody's videoing it live you know yeah 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 yeah, yeah. So you almost feel like you're there. i know we talked about that with uh, one of my friend's kids like his wife would just take so many photos you're like dude you could just take a flip book and watch it from <laughs> a baby to 10 years old yeah, you know <laughs> but it's like yeah just like uh capturing it so much and yep but but uh pretty crazy stuff though yeah. so uh so what do you what do you have going now are you uh are you skating a little bit here and there and I try to. Yeah. Uh, not often. Um, <laughs> You're more I, of the uh, elder statesman at this point. Yeah, yeah. You know what? You know, it's like between working and, and, and just doing that stuff. Like, I work on car stuff that I make. I make custom car stuff for, like, Beamers and Subarus. Oh, yeah. And, I saw those. Those are rad. Yeah. So, it's, like, just something that I created, came up with, and uh, wanted to offer at a great price. Because a lot of, you know, I went through times of spending thousands and thousands of dollars on cars. Dude, you always had, like, these awesome-ass cars. <laughs> I wish I didn't. I wish I had different blood in me, but it's, like, it's my, it's what I love. Yeah. You know, next to skateboarding, cars was my passion. You know, so I've always, always modified every single one of my cars. Yeah. So much money in, in playing with cars and, and rims and tires and all that. So when money got tough, I had to sell one of my favorite cars and um, I downgraded to like a three series from an M3. So yeah. it really was a kick in the face, but it was like, I still had the passion to mod it. I wasn't going to like leave it stock. I can't, I can't drive. Yeah, a, yeah. I can't drive a car stock. It frightens me. Yeah. And keeps me up at night. <laughs> so um, yeah. I instantly lower it, put some wheels on it, and I started, like, seeing these, like, splitters that go on the side skirts and underneath the car to kind of give it a lower look and, a sli you know, it's just flair for your car. Yeah. So I, you know, I was like, you know what, I'm going to make my own. So one day I'm, like, at Home Depot and I just buy this, like, vinyl material and it's, like, the first set that I come up with the concept of using the material. And so then, like, I posted it like you know painted it put like this vinyl wrap on it it looked sick and put it on my car and made some pieces for the rear so it flowed from the side to the rear and i posted it on a bm forum and they're like yo man how do you make those those are so sick and i was like or where'd you get them i said i made them you know and they're like how, how what's the material i'm like i'm not telling you i was like <laughs> you know what i mean so it was like just kind of how i started but like yeah. i got a lot of people interested right out of the gate so then what i did was I'm not obviously going to come up with a product and keep using Home Depot material. Right. I'm going to dig into Outsource different plastics. Yeah, yeah, so yeah, I yeah. went, I figured out, researched on some material that I could make it affordable and make them real affordable. So, and um, put different vinyls on them, still keep it like a sticker and not do real carbon fiber because I don't want to offer something four or five, six hundred dollars. I want to offer it for like 
150 to 200 dollars yeah you know and because it goes under the car stone hits at this at or you fucking step on it you can replace it real easily yeah it's like um it's it's affordable you nice. know so that's what i did and um you know and then i started making front pieces for the front bumpers and i do everything by hand and do it all i countersink all the holes do everything to make it like pretty much um idiot friendly to to um install yeah you know pick it up oh this obviously goes on this side and here's the screws the holes are already there yeah so i want everything because i've bought tons of shit and no screws come with it no fucking holes in it like have to figure out myself or pay somebody <laughs> yeah yeah yeah. so mine you use a stubby screwdriver boom you install it. you don't even have to jack your car up you yeah know? so it's oh, like something right. that i really wanted yeah. to do and it's been working you know what i mean yeah. it's a little side thing that i started and it's been something i kind of turned into a full-time gig and my wife uh, used to be a teacher and now she she quit to do the sign company and she's super good with vinyl and all that stuff and doing stickers yeah. and creating these porch signs and she loves flipping houses and loves des- design yeah. of everything so she we make our own signs together so we have a sign company and we have my kg splitters which is the car stuff yeah so we just do a hustle every day and and you know communicate with people and sell stuff sell yeah. a cool product for people who love house stuff, people who love cars, and you know, raising our kids and being able to do it from home. Yeah, and you were you flipping know. houses too, right? Because I we, saw some like footage of that. And, I yeah. wanted to, man, and I actually filmed the pilot. And it was yeah. funny because I actually, did I have a produ- production. I had a production company in California send me a contract to do a show. Yeah. So, long story short, is I I bought a a flipper. I bought. I went in with two of my buddies and my wife being the designer and and. She can walk into a house and be like, all right, we'll take this wall down, do yeah, this. Yeah, yeah, Color no, goes no in. Idea. Dude, she's amazing. Yeah. Okay? Yeah. So I'm well, telling you. obviously. She's like, yeah, like, yeah. Dude, she's like a chip, yeah. chip and, she's like a Joanna from Chip and, Jan- chip and Joanna or have yeah. that show, yeah, Fixer yeah. Upper. My wife is just like that. Yeah. Like, she's very, very, very creative. So I was like, I have the perfect partner, my wife. We get along so well. We do everything together. Yeah. And then she's got two buddies that are good with construction and building companies and all that or working yeah. for companies so i partnered up with them and um we bought our first flip and um it was a big project one that we should have walked away on <laughs> but uh, the house was rad because it was a one level house it didn't need much work inside just it was a hoarder house yeah, so what uh, it needed sure. was one wall ripped down cut a hole here fill up a hole bring the kitchen out and obviously demo everything in yeah. the kitchen and just Th- four, did you, four. Wait, wait, did you show up when it was already filled with all the hoarder shit? I did it all. Ugh. My wife and I and my other <laughs> How partner. How was that? Dude, dude, it was terrible. Gnarly. It was gnarly. Yeah. <laughs> we filled up four massive dumpsters oh, just man. with their shit. Dude, they left everything. Ugh. We found a seven-foot <laughs> black snake in the roof of the house. What? Dude, fucker was seven feet, bro. Jesus like, Christ. The, the, the constructor, the dude, the roofer dudes, like, shot it with a nail gun. Yeah. Yeah, dude. It was... Oh, that's gnarly. So... The biggest project was the exterior, because yeah. it was like a, a jungle, dude. It was a jungle. Yeah. So long. So to put things in, like, so we get the house cleared out within like a week, a couple days. It wasn't that. It was. It was. It was crazy. But it came with like a 30-foot RV. We had to get rid of that. It didn't drive. It didn't move. Somebody had to tow it out. Good thing, like where we were, there was a lot of people driving by and seeing the progress. Yeah. So then dudes would just stop by, scrappers, be like, Hey, what are you doing with this? Can we take yeah. this? Can we take that? <laughs> nice. So, I actually ended up yeah. becoming like buddies with these dudes. Yeah. And they they would 
came, helped me like um, cut some of the trees down. Oh, they were yeah. just like really just like helpful. And yeah. if, oh, here's metal in the backyard. Go take it. They would drive in the backyard, take it. So like they helped Damn. me get rid of some yeah, shit. Yeah, that's really helpful. And they actually like towed the RV out of there. The thing didn't have brakes, and the two dudes just like towed it out of there because their house was a few miles down the road. Yeah, dude, it was it was <laughs> it was it was. It was a, I had so much fun. The be- the worst part was we invested the money. We did everything right. When the inspection came, the um, what we did wrong was wait to the very end to inspect the septic system in the ground. Okay. So once the inspection was done on the on the because uh, it has this big system under the ground. Yeah. That was shot. I had to be replaced. That was twenty-five grand. Oof. So we already spent yeah. about sixty or seventy on the house, and we had about a good sixty, about a forty grand profit. We were about to walk away from with, yeah. which was nice, split yeah. between the three of us. And um, septic system, it rained so much when we were selling the house. Every day it was flooded, oh, so the basement yeah. was flooded. So we had to put, um, um, what's it called? I can't think of what it is. Uh, a, pub, a sub pump system in the oh, yeah, basement yeah. so that all had to be ripped up around the outside so that costs another eight grand so the 30 40 we were supposed to walk away with was a wash yeah so we yeah. broke even yeah i mean it was a great experience but it yeah, was yeah you learned a lot too from we the, learned a lot yeah. and it was you know I, mean, I filmed this pilot dude and we did a cool little pilot we filmed it only in five days and yeah we had, I the, house, it. It was we had the house yeah. for like six months and we missed so much shit and my plan was to like skate the inside of the house more like build little yeah. ramps and wall ride on things and skate the skate the sink or something or yeah. the or the countertops while i'm like while it's being yeah. demoed there was a lot that i wanted to do but also i was in worth uh, my mind was working to f- get rid of all the shit and get it out yeah, yeah and i didn't have a filmer there all the time yeah so it wasn't like everything that i could have put into this sure. pilot yeah, yeah, yeah. didn't happen yeah it, but then you can build if if you know if it's picked up or whatever but but it was yeah. rad to see is like the hockey temper came out and you're smashing with your skateboard <laughs> yeah. I, like i saw some of the I, I watched it so i like yeah. i saw some of the demolition with the yeah, skateboard dude. and like <laughs> we almost like, dropped the tree yeah. on a ford explorer because this lady wasn't paying attention where my Jesus. wife's in the road like stop yeah yeah one tree goes down in the road it was funny dude it, i mean it was great <laughs> and then like i actually had a buddy just a guy that I knew on Facebook, he loved my family, he loved my story, and he kept pushing my stuff to this pro- this dude, this production company, out in uh, Cali. Yeah. I think his name was uh, Seth Sherman, I think. Seth Sherman. Okay. He did, like, um, he did uh, Little People Big World. Yeah, yeah. He helped do that. He did a couple other um, um, uh, reality shows, Get Off the Ground. Yeah. So I was in communication with him. So yeah. he, he wanted to shop my, my idea. Yeah. So he sent me a contract, and I was a little spooked to sign it. I signed a contract one day for my buddy, and it didn't go well, and he ended up fucking me over. So it was one of those things. I was always nervous then. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. You know, like, yeah. I don't really know all this stuff in this, and yeah, don't ever sign anything you don't read. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's like one yeah, of those I've things. Yeah, I've had some of those. <laughs> yeah. So I got a little nervous, and yeah. it like shook, my, shook me up a little bit. So I was like... I pumped the brakes and then my partners were real busy with doing other stuff with their kids so it wasn't really the perfect scenario rolling out of the process breaking evening and then moving on to another one right you know so it was like we just pumped the brakes I'm not saying we're not going to do it again yeah it was just yeah. something that was like okay it didn't work out the way we wanted but the house was dude the, right. house, the house process all that mo- d- yeah. designing it we sold the house in two weeks yeah boom it was fucking we were on the right track it's just and, one of yeah. those things 
if we would have redone it, we would have got the septic system done out of the gate, but then we would have replanned everything around that 25 grand knowing that it was gone. Absolutely. You know and, what I mean? Yeah, and the thing is, like I, like I say, you, you learn so much, and truthfully, if you broke even, you won. Yes. Because you didn't go yeah. in the hole. Like yeah. most, you know, that could happen the way Everybody where you're like, shit, that. I'm 50 to 100 grand in the hole now. Every flipper said that to me. Anybody yeah. I spoke to, you broke even on your first flip, you were one. Yeah, yeah. You won. Keep going now because yeah. you know you learn all that mm -hmm. from it. Yeah. No, that's really cool, man. Yeah, that's so. awesome. And 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 so the so the car stuff is it's called uh, KG splitters. KG splitters. Yep. Yeah. That I saw a little bit of that, and and I was talking to my brother because actually my my sister in law is from Lee Heighton, mm -hmm. and I think she's a she maybe a year older than you or something. Oh, but yeah. But she always knew of you because of the skateboarding stuff, oh, nice. and and uh, so I always I'll mention I was like oh I'm going to do a podcast with Carrie tomorrow and. Uh, <laughs> And they were like, oh, cool. And then I was talking to my brother because my brother loves cars, and mm -hmm. he, he's always got an old Porsche or something. He, yeah. He has like a 70 uh, – it was an 84 that they made a 75 back date. Wow. And then he turned it into a race car, so he's got that down in Atlanta. Sick. Then he has like a 69 911T. Nice. And then he's kind of always shifting and changing and, yeah. and different you know, different ones. But he, but he's big into the old Porsches. Mm -hmm. But then he's also had the, the Ferraris. The, he had the 355, like the oh. one right before the – 360 yeah, yeah. and then uh yeah and then now he's got a he's got a newer turbo mm -hmm. the porsche now and the r8 nice but uh but then i was telling i was like because i was like carrie's had a million yeah. different awesome cars and he's yeah. like dude you know and i was telling him about your the kg splitters and mm -hmm. he was like that's so rad because because yeah. it really does it really does make the car look so much so unique and then just so much better than it's the crazy man it's something that just this little thing i started from home depot yeah you know? and it's like and it's crazy to it's, me that it's that that you're offering it for that low, yeah. like for real. Like I, I, I think I saw something on your link and it was like 150, 200 bucks. I was like, what? Yeah. Well, I think that's wrong. I think it's supposed to have another zero yeah. on it. <laughs> but no, yeah. I, you know what? I, I yeah. based it on like you know older cars, like in the 90s, the early 2000s, and and it's even you know, trust me, if I went and bought a fifty thousand dollar M3 tomorrow, I'd put it on my car. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. But, but there's these dudes that want the real glossy carbon fiber, the bling, and this and that. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I'm more of a matte black kind of guy. Yeah. You know, so I'm, I'm I'm more like the subtle things. Like I'm not I'm not into the big big yeah big wings and shit. Like I like everything. No, just and that's why on simple. Yeah, that's why I always love the way you did your cars because it does. It looks just classic like that. Even the, the like I just saw the one when I was coming up. And yeah, it looks good. I love that thing. That's yeah. my new favorite car. My I've always wanted to own a wagon, like a, a BMW wagon. Yeah. And to be able to get that car financially where I am today is like I'm very thankful yeah you know because like I had to like really downgrade and and really take downgrade my level of cars and it was really painful yeah you know so oh, yeah to you get able, used to it back yeah. then and then yeah so I had to you got be able, five kids too yeah. so that that, that adds to, to the seven people three times a day yeah, you know yeah, what I mean it's yeah, a lot yeah. of meals yeah, yeah a lot yeah, of meals and bills and bills and all that shit and phone yeah. bills and cell phones and Hell all that yeah. shit so well, dude like, you're fucking crushing it and I and I'm psyched to sit down with you I haven't seen you in a little while and it's good to see you and yeah dude. And it's good that life's good for you and and I uh, appreciate you coming on the bathroom break podcast yeah dude I'm I'm Hell stoked, yeah. man. I'm Thanks, stoked brother. that you made it out here. I, I I felt bad like shutting you down those first two times. I was like, damn, I want to get up there. Yeah. Uh, you were always on my mind to get it going. Well, I appreciate it, like, it. Hell yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> right. Good stuff, dude. Yeah.